Hello and welcome to a very uh, belated Shire Nights podcast. I'm Chris. Uh, we're here to chat about things Warhammer related in the Scottish scene and beyond. Uh, joining me today is Ryan Ribo Kerr. Hello, Ryan. Hello, hello. Long time no talk on the podcast. Indeed, indeed. And of course, we've got Alan, uh, Alan Davidson. How are you doing, Alan? <laughs> doing good and glad to be back. That's grand, grand. Yeah, so, um, yeah, a wee bit of time since the last podcast, but um, we've been busy. Uh, summer and all that has been a busy time sort of thing, but uh, you guys have been up to your, your usual Warhammer hijinks. I'm going to cover a wee bit of that today. Um, actually, we're going to have a wee chat about the London GT, which is a few weeks ago now, but um, very good results for the team as a whole, wasn't it? Yeah, some outstanding results for the team. Um, yeah, great overall. Um, even those that didn't perform uh, incredible at the uh, GT they had a great time, and I think mm-hmm. um, some great results and great games had over the entire weekend. A lot of games as well. Yes, um, <laughs> like let, let's chat about that actually before we go to results in particular games. Let's chat about the tournament as a whole. So, um, Alan, do do you want to chat me through what you guys all signed up to? Because it was a bit of a marathon in the end, by the sounds of things. Yeah, it was a bit of a marathon. We thought we're going down to London. We're going to have a great time. We've got time booked off. And what's the best thing you want to do but play as much 40k as possible? You know? <laughs> now, you kind of forget about your body at this point. <laughs> we're first signing up. 11 games, a breeze. Over four days, easy. What, like, a minimum not, not of 11 games, surely. You've got to be, you know, yeah. in case you get into that yeah. final round, yeah? <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. So a minimum we signed ourselves up for. So we signed ourselves up for a Friday RTT three games, the weekend GT, minimum of five, as you say, possibly going to more, and then the Monday um, RTT, where you can play another three games. And if you got into the final, then you were playing in the final, you got your money back, basically, for refunded. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we thought, you know, why not? We were expecting it to be there Monday, so um, we thought we'd sign up for all three. I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. I'm not sure I could deal with that many games of Warhammer in one weekend. I could maybe I could see the advantage in doing the RTT on the Friday. You sort of get that into that almost like practice rounds for the main GT sort of thing. But um, definitely when it would have come to Monday, I think I would have been Warhammered out by then. I'm not sure if you guys were. Yeah, I think next time I'm probably not going to do the Monday. The Friday was great. It was a good warm up, and it kind of gets you in the mindset for the weekend. Yeah. But I think the Monday after, you've had a long weekend of Warhammer, some really close games, and then you have to do it all again, three games. You're just bushed by the end of it. Yes, yes, to say the least. I can definitely see the advantage of not like rushing back up the road, especially for us from, you know, if you were rushing back up from London to Scotland on the Sunday night. I could definitely see the advantage of staying the extra day, but... I don't think on that Monday I would want to play games, but let's let's have a wee chat and we'll focus just on the the big event, the GT itself. So that was the the Saturday and the Sunday. Um, it's a five round event, isn't it? Yeah, the the GT itself is uh, the the main event is five rounds, yes, and then after the five games they take the top 
I can't remember how many it was, but they go to a shadow round. Yeah. Um, to then, I think this time they done two shadow rounds before they then went to the kind of quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. So, the it, overall, if you are going right to the final, you have ten games of Warhammer in three days. Um, four of which were uh, on the Sunday. Um, it, it it's a lot. Um, but for everyone else that didn't make it to any of those finals, that uh, you know only went four and one, because I think it's every undefeated player then goes to play in the shadow rounds. Yeah. Um, th- they play five games. Yeah, three on the Saturday, two on the Sunday. And and the reason you have those shadow rounds is that this this event for anyone who's been living under a rock, it's I think this year it was six hundred plus people actually played. I know they sold a few more tickets, but I think eventually it was only six hundred plus players. Is that right? It was absolutely. I think mammoth. I think before any dropouts on the day after pairings went up, it was seven hundred and twenty people. Oh my god! Um, I think a few people, you know, travel, train strikes, uh-huh. and that couldn't make it for after pairings had went up. But I think, you know, I. Before the event, I had a quick look at the table numbers and saw what what was the you know the, the lowest table, and it was three hundred and sixty. I want to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, we we had fun on the sort of Shire Knights WhatsApp group, sort of playing like "Where's Wally?" Um, looking out for you guys with your red and black hoodies from various people who had posted, because it was quite a huge venue. It looked like a giant like sports center or something like that. Y- yeah, so it's the Lee Valley Athletic Center. It was the same one as last time. Um, it's actually one of the best venues I've played 40k in. Um, oh, really? You know the UK. T- yeah, the UK TC events normally are held in like gym halls um, a basketball court we've had and and like sometimes it's schools kind of like gyms um but this is the big athletics track and the benefit of it is because you've got that many bodies in there it's a big high ceiling so you know you're not sweating buckets it's actually it, it's warm because the amount of bodies yes. but it's generally quite it, it's kept cooler than normal and then the big doors at either end of the hall can actually open up because I think it's mm-hmm. one of the Olympic kind of sports that they practice at this athletic centre. Um, the kind of opening for it is inside the hall and then they throw stuff out so they have to open up these massive doors whenever they do that. Mm-hmm. Or when you've got a bunch of sweaty gamers in there playing yeah, their yeah, game, they open it up and all the gamer funk gets wafted yes, out. But, all, the, yeah. all the extra stuff, yeah. And and in in terms, I've done some UKTC events beforehand. Terrain seems to be quite good. Always been a bit of mix and match between how they set the tables up in terms of like um, either longboard edges or shortboard edges, but plenty of space, no tripping over each other sort of thing. You found that okay, Alan? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It's a bit more back to your sort of stage where everything sort of uh, there wasn't much space between them, but based on the amount of numbers that were there, you could you could sort of see where they're I, coming yeah, from. Yeah, I mean, you're going to give them leeway if there's seven hundred folk there, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So like, like some a... events have been to, you get two tables, you get a wee bit to walk around and things like that. But this one generally, it wasn't too bad. I think there was about maybe six to a row, so you didn't have to run. <laughs> you're not you're not doing your sort of 10k laps to get around the other side yeah. or anything like that yeah yeah, yeah yeah and generally like when you're speaking to somebody and you can 
try and help each other out and move some certain models at certain times. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, generally, no, it was a great, great setup. That was my first time at the London Grand Tournament, um, and the venue was spectacular. Um, That's good. That's... The, as Ryan said, one of the best venues I've played in. Ringing endorsements of venue, but the, the most important thing, guys, Scran, Coffee Bar, Normal Bar, these things. <laughs> Food vans outside? Uh, I only... I ordered Deliveroo, I think, for the... Because they were, we were on the Friday, the Friday they only had the pizza van, and mm-hmm. I think you were about between 10 or 14 quid for the pizza. And it didn't look all that good. So on the Friday, we ordered a Deliveroo. Because uh, the, c- c- you're in London, you know, you can just get a Deliveroo and the guy shows up on his bike. Yeah. Um, drops it off at the venue and you just sit at your table and eat it. But nice. um, I think on the Sunday, on the, the Saturday and Sunday, they had a lot of food vans compared to last year. They're definitely taking that feedback on. Good. And there were loads of options. All looked good food. Bit expensive, but kind of expected from food vans yeah. plus London. Uh, everything's expensive down there. Yep. Um, so it ended up, um, I think we got a delivery on the Saturday as well. Oh, no, 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 no. Some of us, because the hotel was at a service station, I had a subway in my bag that I got before I went <laughs> to the venue. So that's what I had on Saturday. And then on the Sunday, there was a shawarma van that I got a um, chicken donor wrap from, which was amazing. Um, but no, the the options were much better than last time. Um, the bar was, you know, well, the queues were going quite fast for the bar, so okay, you could get true. a drink and stuff like that. So, uh, although the, with, there um, was long queues, but it, it went fast. Yeah, I was going to say with that many folk, you, you you would, you know, unless they've got a few spotted out or quite a few people running them. But no, that's good to hear. Um, right, that's the the important stuff done, food and drink sort of thing. I suppose we should talk a wee bit about your games and. I, I mean, overall, there was quite a few of you from the sort of Shinite contingent that went down there. Um, good time had by all, but we'll focus on your guys' games and results today, and we'll just have a wee chat about your sort of overall results, and probably have a wee look at maybe your, your most interesting game, why it was most interesting, and stuff like that. Um, let, let's start with you, Ryan. What, what did you take, and how did your weekend go like overall result-wise? Yeah, so I take an Alpha Legion, which is not a popular pick at all. And, you know, Chaos Space Marines are popular just now, but I've always had Alpha Legion, and as much as people dump on them, but I, th- I think they've got a lot of play about them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I, I take an Alpha Legion. Uh, my list had two Vindicators in it, which is not normal. Uh, it had zero Terminators in it, which is incredibly not normal. Well, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard that from all specs tactics. I heard it yeah. wasn't normal. <laughs> to just give you a yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I got a shout out for my list on Auspex Tactics as I was the best performing Alpha Legion player at any kind of tournament recently, especially uh-huh. since it was London. Uh, so I went 4 and 1 overall with my list. Um, I'm really happy with its performance. Um, a couple of tweaks I'm going to make to it for um, this weekend because our list submission is today and then next weekend we are actually running our local tournament. So I've, I've got a few little tweaks in uh, the bag for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I was very happy with how it performed. The, the main 
block of the the army is i have a pre-game moving unit of 10 possessed that are minus one to wound so basically they move nine inches pre-game they move nine inches again they're in your face there's 10 of them they're mm-hmm. minus one to wound there's three wounds each toughness five so bolters are wounding the one sixes anything strength four is wounding the one sixes they become a very big nuisance at that point and you just throw them in and see how they do and a lot of the time yeah they've they done really well mm-hmm. um alongside them i also had my, my rubric flamers they're very very good with yeah. alpha legion um they're great and uh, do their work especially with the older flamers becoming d6 plus two so love it yeah. um and yeah, uh, that that that's my kind of list um, and and how I performed. I'll, I can go into a bit of game, but I'll let Alan say his yeah. list and how Alan, he done. Alan, what were surprised me? What did you take to this tournament? Well, I don't know if you know, but I took Death Guard for a change <sighs> for this. Tournament, <laughs> you know, I almost thought I was going to bring my Necrons back out. I almost thought it was going to happen. Unfortunately vying for number one in the world is a tough ask mm-hmm. especially when um i haven't been a much uktc events since um newcastle so i hadn't been mm-hmm. anything else recently um and <clears throat> aiden smalley had managed to put me to the post at number one uh-huh. by doing excellently at leeds i think he finished second but unfortunately couldn't go into the finals so end up finishing fifth which meant he leapfrogged which then spurred me on to go to the lgt <laughs> and try and try i thought this is death guard's time surely um to try and do the best i could with death card just to be like right this is maybe the last hurrah with them um i've been solidly playing them for about a year and a half now mm-hmm. um a year definitely on the competitive scene Every time I see me try and put them down, they either give us a points reduction or they give Terminators obsec or they give another points reduction. And it's almost <laughs> like they're just trying to pull me back in. Every time I go to leave, they're like, oh, we better give them something else. Yeah. Um, so it is a standard list that I've taken for a long time that I've tweaked and tweaked and tweaked down the line. Um, it's got two Contempt of Volkites in it with the Toolkeeper relic these are the sort of mvp units of the list because at the moment a lot of people are running um you know like chaos demons that plays mm-hmm. they play well into that they play well into just picking up a lot of the chaff units that are sitting about especially with chaos um the cultists are cheap so cultists tend to sit on the back points yep. um the reroll on the ones, the Taliban making them hitting twos, the well mm-hmm. one of them hitting on twos, and then the sixes to explode. It just their output is just consistent. Um then we've got the standard three play bus crawlers, three group C three, um Destroy Terminators. Um we've got the annoying foul blight spawn that yes. just switches off the charge, it switch it makes you fight last, uh. it makes turns off fight first. And it just negates a lot of stuff, especially like the Tyranid players when they've got a flying hive tyrant that mm-hmm. wants to jump in, hit you and jump back out. Yeah. And then they go, oh, I'm going to hit your death shroud, but oh, the fell blight spawns there, so then I don't have a trampling charge. You're going to hit me first. I don't like that. So then it doesn't do much or it goes for a target it doesn't really want to go for. 
Um, so it does a lot of stuff where it's it's almost it can shoot you, it can do combat, um, and the list plays plays very well. And as long like I've been playing it for so long that you mm-hmm. get to the point where you know exactly where you need to move, what you do, and Topped with that, and Nephilim, they decided to give us Despoiled Ground, which is a very good secondary, along with Spread the Sickness, which is now almost a not-include, because you can score 11 minimum um, without really thinking, as long as you move in the right direction, mm-hmm. and you're not going up against uh, maybe a heavy Necron spam obsec list. <laughs> so yeah, you know, something you're very used to playing, I mean, it makes sense yeah. to take something like that to a big event, and like you say, it's always been your goal this year, hasn't it, to just, you know, secure that that global top spot? And you you did very well at the London GT. What was your final result in the end? Yeah, so the final result was four and one, um, yes. which was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Which was um, just probably what I was looking for. I was just shy in going into the final, which was. Um, a massive shock. I was getting a nosebleed to come the end of day two, <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of looks of how is Death Guard up here. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just don't know That's Alan well. Davidson. You just have to say, well, you, you find my name. It's quite easy. It's right at the top of the ITC charts. Well, that that is very true. That is very true. I, I, I don't normally lead with that, but certainly um, there's been a few people who, are after the game, have looked at it and they've gone, um, "Excuse me, why did you not tell me?" <laughs> No, you know, very successful for both of you, 4-1, um, you know, must have been some good games, I mean, let, let's focus on uh, chatting about, you know, your most interesting game, whether that's one you won or you lost, but maybe maybe one you learned the most from or, you know, had the most back and forth, um, feel free to start, uh, Ryan, what 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 game, if I, if I ask you to pick one from the, the GT, which one? was the most interesting for you? Um, They were all really good games, so it's hard to choose just one, but if I was to pick one, I would probably say my game against Necrons. I want to say it was my game three on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was against James Grover, who's actually the writer for Goonhammer. Uh, oh, yeah. He's a lovely guy, and um, I think it was just a really good game because... He wasn't running the kind of standard Necron, you know, I spoke to him and he's like, yeah, I don't want to run, you know, the relentless expansionist thing. So he was pretty much handicapping himself for the tournament, but he still, his list was very punchy. Um, It was just uh, a really good atmosphere in the game. Um, you know, I, I managed to get my possessed in, my flamers went up and flamed stuff, and my my vindicators cannon stuff off the table. It was um, it it was it was rough for him in the game, um, but still a very enjoyable game for him, and we both had such just a great laugh um during it. Is that rough for him in the sense that because you've got those pre-game movements and you've got uh, you know, quite. You know, I think I think most lists that are at the top of tournaments anyway are quite. Uh, you know, you have to go quite aggressive anyway in the current meta yeah. in, in in the UK in particular. Is that because of things like pre-game movements and this big blob of um, possessed that you can't get rid of and stuff like that? Yeah, it makes it difficult once they're in. So once the possessed get in, they're kind of a distraction, and then you've got Abaddon walking up, oh, and then you've also got the ten rubric. Two, well, I had the unit of ten rubrics and a unit of five rubrics, and those are moving up, 
and then they've also got warp time so then they're then moving again and they can just get really in your face and because they're you know you, so you advance them they then warp time themselves so you get a tw- if warp time goes off you get a 12 plus d6 move yeah they've got assault flamers so the flamers are 12 inch range um so yeah they can they can really be punchy um and you can spend two cp to give them plus one to wound so the any infantry in the chaos book two cp plus one to wound yeah it is fantastic pretty tasty. um Oh yeah, um, and I managed to in that game. I managed to use the Alpha Legion stratagem, which I never get a chance to use because it's more of a deterrent just having it oh, than yeah. actually getting to use it. So Alpha Legion have a stratagem for two CP, pick two core units, and you cannot deep strike within twelve inches of them. And I got to use it, and I denied these deep strikes. Nice. <laughs> it felt good. It felt good. I thought you were going to mention the one about, is there not one where they blow up vehicles or something like that, or make them explode when you... Oh, yeah. The the only thing with that one is, is so you can force detonate vehicles for mortals. The only thing is, it's costy. You know, if it's it's on a night, I I actually think it's 3 CP. If it's on something between 10 and 18 wounds, I think it's 2 CP, and then anything else that's 1. Yeah. Uh, It ends up being just really... costy but if it works it works oh i can imagine it's super costy and super situational but it must be tempting if you you know even if it is three cp of a knight castellan or something equivalent where it's that 2d6 well you you mentioned that there was uh a game against orcs that i played at the tournament and i was like hmm do i use my force explosion on this (laughs) And I'm humming and hawing and you know, I'm I'm thinking about it. And he's like, just just so there's no gotchas, if you if you do choose for my vehicle to blow up, orcs have a stratagem to move it and then oh, it blows up. Do, I was yeah. like I was like, I won't do it then. And then he rolled his dice and got a six anyway. I was like, oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was really good. It was really good. That is good, you um, know, and, and and I suppose I might be slightly jumping the gun here because we're going to chat a wee bit about, you know, uh, changes to lists and stuff later. Rubrics, oh, it sounds like, you know, I can see the advantages in your list. you got, like, the plus one to wound stratagem. You can take them within the same battalion, so you're not having to take extra detachments. Obviously, you see a lot of chaos lists right now spamming things like Zinch Flamers from the Demons Codex. Is that something you considered, or is that not really on your radar at the moment? Uh, it's too much CP. Uh, yeah. I need my CP for the Alpha Legion. Have some great Warlord traits, and there is some great relics and great yeah. combos in the Chaos Space Marine book. I'm using all my CP on relics and Warlord traits from I've, the Chaos Space Marine I've book. I do lot. not have the. Oh, I was just going to say, I've seen a lot of it. choice words about your Dark Apostle in the WhatsApp chat. Yeah, yeah, the Dark Apostle is very scary. Um, I think I'm making them less scary now, but I do have a Dark Apostle because Chaos can have two relics on a character mm-hmm. and a Warlord trait. He's 3 CP, but he was essentially a transhuman to hit, transhuman to wound, has a black mace, which um, is the relic mace that gives him um, plus 2 strength, minus 2 AP, flat 3 damage, but the damage overspills. And then his uh, litany is uh, plus three attacks and an extra two AP. So when he goes into combat with his litany, he is strength six, AP minus four, flat three damage that overspills. Uh, and because you know your chaos, if it's turn three onwards, you're getting exploding sixes to hit. 
yeah that overspills is so nasty like obviously you see it in the yeah. occasional thing like plague flails and stuff like that but if you're already doing would you say it was three damage each with his mace hit three damage each yeah yeah sorry i can just you know you, you can either go after those elite chunky targets or even then you know because it overspills he's quite good at clearing jaff and stuff like that it must be you know just quite a useful bit of tool to have around it's incredibly useful for uh fuel no pains yeah. A lot of you know, a lot of units that have the kind of I don't know apothecary for marines or anything with fuel no pains. Racks. Uh, racks. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you ran into racks, or well, racks are not well. Yeah, racks are not as bad because they're you know only one wound each. But if you go into a terminator unit and you hit them with this, normally it's you know flat three damage, terminator three wounds. So if I pass one of these fuel no pains, then one of your attacks is just getting nullified. Yeah. But because it overspills. And the feel no pain. It's it just kind of oh I passed one of my feel no pains. Uh, some guy was trying to roll it three at a time, and I was like, nah, you're you're better off to just roll it all at once because it overspills anyway. And watching his brain try and yeah convert <laughs> that in his head, he's like, but I'm but I've I've got three wounds each, and if one goes, and I'm like, yeah, but the damage overspills and. Yeah. He got it eventually, but his head was just kind of muddled with it, and I, it was very totally... effective against them. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say I can totally appreciate that being like a complete mind fuck. Um, just yeah, like, yeah. No, this is not how this edition works. I've gone through the whole edition; it doesn't spill over. But yeah, no, much absolute beat state. It's just something I thought I'd ask because you see it so much. Um, the the flamers in in chaos lists, and that was uh, something I just really wanted to see. Was it? What it, it it probably is a CP thing, so you can keep everything in one battalion. Uh, and yeah. like you say make these horrible nasty characters um <laughs> right let's turn to the heady heady heights of alan davidson your your games then one one that that's particularly stood out uh, for your path to glory oh oh well this is the that's the difficult part so i think i'm gonna have to half it between two games go for it um because if I don't, I'm not doing either of these gentlemen justice because they were both exceptional games. Now, the one was my very first game in the tournament um, where I was up against um, Sam Wakeley um, and turns out Sam, when I met him, brilliant guy, got on great with him. Um, he actually runs Clumsy Orc Studios, he's a founder for Clumsy Orc Studios, and mm -hmm. he's a coach and artist, and he coaches Thousand Sons. So when I, when you first get your parents through, you know, your fingers crossed, maybe you get like a nice gentle ease game in, you know, yeah. that way you're thinking, because it's very random at that point. No, I get Thousand Sons, which really does counter a lot of... Mortal Wounds are not your friend. In Mortal Wounds are definitely not my friend. No, oh. not at all. And especially when I'm running Volkites, and he can minus one damage um, as units, which then push them into all his dust, and then they get plus one to their save, so then it all starts stacking, and two-up saves are a nightmare to try and get through at times. Um, so going into this game, I thought, what I need to do, um, at the same time, I just need to ensure that I'm screening out, taking stuff in front of it. He's got the the standard sort of um he's got Araman, he's got the social that's doing all the mortal wounds on disc, he's got the Infernal Master, um 
he's got four units of rubrics, he's got two bricks of ten terminators, and he's got a brick of ten yeah. flamers and a rhino. So I'm thinking, right, okay, need to pop that rhino. <laughs> if, if there's anything in a game, especially playing against Drakari or anything else, if something is in a transport, I want to out the transport. Um, so no, the, the game was great. We, he evidently had a game plan of what he wanted to do, um, and he executed it well. Um, it just came down to survivability um, of the units, and Death Shroud just don't die. Um, and that's what I came down to, like four up and vulnerable save. Um, mm-hmm. I pushed them hard on the back line. Um, the floated bloat drone um, that I put into the list recently, um, just for all the points drops, it was definitely an MVP of the game because I'm able to, for two CP, take the gloaming bloat that mm-hmm. I've got, the contagion I've got on um, a foul blight spawn, and pass it off to another unit. Um, and I normally now pass that on to the footy bloat drone, extends yep. the range, he fires up the board, he's sitting in a nice area, um, and then you know I can put real pressure on. The only issue was was that um, because of the mortal wound output, I don't have the same screening ability because I can't just put my death shroud out straight away because mm-hmm. I'm too scared of them just getting mortal wind bombs. So I had to choose at the right times when a as soon as I got to one of his character, the main one that was causing all the mortal wounds, then I was I had a bit of breathing space, but I didn't get him until about turn, I think turn three, turn four. Um, but then I'd engaged a lot of the other units. So, no, that was a good game. Um, it was very tight. It came down to 85 to me, 70 to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it was just the case of that I was able to saturate the middle of the board and just have more bodies. Um, I had a unit of poxwalkers that just flooded over for one side that I'd kept back, um, mm-hmm. and they just flooded the midboard, um, which was quite nice. Um, so Definitely yeah, not a tough-sounding game one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam was Sam obviously knows Thousand Sons. He coaches Thousand Sons, um, and I <laughs> evidently had a game plan coming in, as you normally do with your first game, because you've got tons of time to have a look at it and see yeah. what you're up against um, and it was quite funny because my run thereafter um, <laughs> the next game I went straight into a, a fellow Shire Knight Nick who was playing <laughs> Iron Hands which was a bit of a shame because you um, know doing that <laughs> I, I know what to sort of say I hadn't played Iron Hands before normally Nick plays Salamanders Um but he had to drop pod with stuff coming out, yeah. and unfortunately it whiffed. So then, progressing, progressing up from that, I went into, I got another lucky matchup into Custodies. And the reason I say that is because normally it's Custodies with either Heavy Dreads or Bikes. Unfortunately, this uh, gent that was playing Rory, great guy again, he was playing um, the Sagittarium. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, lots of troops there. <laughs> Lots of troops. He had two dreads, so I prioritised the dreads. As soon as the dreads went down, it was just, you know, you're just picking up Sagittarium thereafter because they don't have the ability to take out Death Card with a minus one damage. Yeah. So I found myself at three and zero at this point, um, going into day two. Mm-hmm. So nosebleed territory now <laughs> as I'm going up the tables and you get to see the next one, which is Tau, which is quite unusual um, because they were running... A lot of 
Um, the battle suits, one was like full plasma, the other one was full burst, and all I could think of was, oh, we're on tide of conviction, they're going to be jumping out, trying mm-hmm. to shoot my chaff. They've got the two Sunshark bombers, which seems to be the yeah. staple. Um, but they do cripple to um, they do cripple to melee. Mm-hmm. So I was able to push out, and they had one turn where it could have turned, and they didn't wipe out anything. Um, and then it, from there on out, it was just death stride. We're just going into everything because everything was in the middle of the board. Mm-hmm. And then I got into my last game, yeah. and... The last game was against. Uh, now, let me get his name right here. I'm sure it's Lewis, but I just want to double check before I murder his name. What was he playing? Oh, he was playing the Glorious. He was playing Chaos, and he was playing Creations of Bile. And uh, it was Lewis Fitzsimmons. And all I could think of was the only Chaos faction that switches off everything that I'm trying to do. <laughs> so. Basically, I need to shoot him, which is great, but he can advance and charge with a unit, mm-hmm. and everything just flies across the board, so you're only really getting one opportunity to shoot, because um, he had two units he possessed, he had um, good old Abaddon, you know, we've staple in most... Does in every else list list. not have Abaddon at the moment? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, he had a Disco Lord, he had... The Demon Prince, and he had the Demon Prince with uh, the Nurgle Relic, which is auto hits um, mm-hmm. to wound. Which I was like, "Oh great, here we go." So the problem that I had was was that normally, you know, something runs into me, and I go, "You're not fighting," yeah. and then I kill you, and you're not fighting. The problem you got with the Bell is they run in, you kill some, they fight, and then the rest of them fight. <laughs> so it's then a case of trying to deal with attrition um, but it was a great game um, Lewis was a great guy we had, there were certain points in the game where it was just, it was swinging back and forward and back and forward he failed a 3 inch charge I've never seen somebody in a game try and pull their hair out <laughs> and I could totally understand it was 10 possessed, making a 3 inch charge into 2 death shroud mm-hmm. failed it, which meant now Normally what I say to people is when you're playing, you always go for victory points over kills. I mm-hmm. could have went in and killed Abaddon, but I would have sacrificed into the Demon Prince and everything else that was there. Mm-hmm. Or I could just spread the sickness for four points. So I chose to do, spread the sickness, get the four points under the bag. Um, the Volkites unleashed into the um, Possessed and killed a load of them off. But as Ryan alluded earlier, when... They're minus one to win. They're a pain to try and move. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, that was quite interesting. Um, but it it did come down to a slog fest in the end. Um, we had Poxwalkers coming back, taking a point off him because he didn't have obsec. <laughs> um, so holding the priority target. And what I always find quite funny is the game that we were playing was Secure Missing Artifacts, which is the old priority target. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, where you're moving the objectives now in that game if you hold two objectives and your priority target you will score 44 primary without having to push out to get three objectives mm-hmm. <laughs> so at that point we both, we're both looking at each other right? we can both score <laughs> right, 44 so it's literally just coming down to secondaries and because obviously it just flooded in it ended 97 to 
I think I got 85 in that game. Um, so, so it was very, close very one, close. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it was extremely close. Um, mm-hmm. And it's such a great opponent because it was coming down to like this, even the slight movement blocks. So he had a bike that I was trying to kill off because I knew that he could block my contemptors from moving to shoot the rest of his stuff. So he managed to place it so that I'd have to move round and then I couldn't get a slight angle. So it was very, very technical. Day two was definitely the most technical day I've had in in a long, long time. (laughs) I think it's going to be when you're up the top of that table with every inch, like literally every inch is going to matter. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, And you're trying to way up, how to hold things up, how to do certain things. You know, it comes down to just things slightly surviving. It was like I even used stratagems that I haven't used in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, the Disco Lord went in, killed one of my guys, and then I decided, right, he's on a wind left, I'm just going to auto-blow the tank because you killed the tank, so I might as well kill your Disco Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and he even asked me before, it. he said, you got anything that blows it up? And I said, yeah, I do. I've never used it in ages, but I will, I will use it in this scenario because killing your Disco Lord just means that I get to kill him and put, put him away, and then I mean, that's the good thing. It must be, th- it's that sort of advantage for, for having played it for a whole year, you know, even if you don't use that strat, you know it's there in the book sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. One in a thousand games, you're going to use it, but it, it could have been the, the sort of clutch moment to especially kill something like a Disco Lord, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's having that sort of utility belt where you know how everything sort of works and, like, the things you don't normally use then you can use it because there wasn't any need for anything else to be used in that game so I was like I was just kind of saving it and thinking right well I could do a bit of damage here yeah. even if I'm doing damage to my own units um, because at that point he had swarmed me so much that the foul blight spawn was really made redundant just mm-hmm. because of his fight fight on death ability yeah yeah and then it was helping him for his because um, he chucked his demon prince in. It helped his demon prince as well because the demon prince you've normally got to roll the dice and you either take d3 mortal wounds if you don't roll, I think it's above a four, um, to fight normally. Mm-hmm. But because I was making him fight normally and not before me, then he was just like, ah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll just hit you anyway when I get there. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's he's hitting you at one point, whether it's first, last, or somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's such a just... powerful ability. Um, you know, I think it's understandable when they nerfed it for uh, Harlequins for the dark version of them. Um, yeah, yeah. I no, would definitely. expect it to get nerfed for creations of bile at some point in the future, but. Uh, I actually yeah. might use that as a, a wee bit of a segue right now, but definitely sounds like two very interesting games, especially like the, the latter one when you're right up there and every inch is counting. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that was it. Like the that's what I mean. The last game was just like the first game. You know, every inch yeah. was counting, every sort of thing. It was it was great to play in that way because even although we're playing at a high intensity. There was still laughing. There was still enjoyment. There was still, even although at times, you know, bless him, Lewis was probably pulling his hair out, thinking, "How have I just failed a three-inch charge?" Yeah, when you're in it? that sort of like high-intensity situation, you must be like, "Bugger, that's it." I've, you know, I, you know, what's the chances of failing a three-inch charge at this point in this game at the LGT sort of thing? Yeah, Which yeah, exactly. Dice abandons then, you then of all times. You know, and I'm thinking. Oh my goodness! Right, I'm not. I've not lost that unit. Oh, I've got this to shoot it now. Oh, there's 
now in hindsight if they had got in then I probably would have cleared his back objective off a bit more than his that objective so it kind of worked in the sort of favour but he would have been straight down my throat with another 10 possessed which would not have been fun <laughs> yeah definitely well let's chat a wee bit about post LGT now so we're obviously I think more than a month past LGT maybe a month just a month sort of thing um, we had it, yeah, yeah we, we, we've literally had the new balance data slate come out a couple of days ago um not huge amount of changes you know things done to leviathan nids things done to light harlequins uh you know i i don't think it will change the top tables a huge amount maybe a lot of the mid tables where i reign in my mid table mediocrity but um with with that sort of what you learned from lgt and with you know votan sort of a bit more in the meta now even though not all the models are out and i know a lot of tournaments you can't run them unless the official model's out but you know we're starting to see a bit more votan we'll see a wee bit of change to maybe nids players a wee bit of change to maybe quinn's players we'll, we'll start with you ryan what, what are you thinking at the moment and i appreciate you have a tournament next weekend so you don't want to give up all the secrets but what what's your your main changes from last month do you think I think we'll be alright, because list submissions tonight anyway, so I, I don't think the, the podcast will be uploaded by tonight, so everyone will see my changes anyway. Yeah. But currently, so my previous list had the two Vindicators. They were lovely, I really liked them, they were in there to stop no prisoners from scoring too much. Oh yeah, okay. But I found my opponents were just taking no prisoners anyway, so. Oh really? Uh, How much yeah. did you give up with no prisoners with the Vindicators? I- I was giving up 13, so it was still a lot, (laughs) but it wasn't 15, Um, (laughs) but I do have things like, uh, you know, Obliterator's coming back that does kind of put it up to 15 anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've just said, stuff it, I've taken out the two Vindicators, I've upped, uh, I ran 15 rubrics with flavours before, I'm now putting it up to 20, uh, and I have included an Exalted Champion. Um, is that like a uh, pay off space when you left tenant, sorry? Yes, basically yeah. reroll ones to wound for core. Yeah. Gotta be sitting with the flamers, giving them all reroll ones to wound. It's great. But he's also got an Alpha Legion Warlord trait which gives one core unit obsec and then also allows him to shoot and action. So, so kind of there for the obsec for the Necron kind of matchup, but also being able to shoot an action allows me to for the Dark Gods a bit better. And then the fact that it makes them obsec means that I can then for the Dark Gods and flame something and it's obsec so it's completed immediately rather than next again turn. So it, nice. it, it combos off quite well with that. Um, so yeah, I've done that. I've I've lessened the tankiness of the Dark Apostle. He's only got the Black uh, Mace. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Just the one CP on that. Uh, and I've also um, given Abaddon his Warlord traits. I was running him without it. So now he gets... Um, he, he always is in the Exploding Sixties phase. He gets rerollable charges and he gets plus one attack. Or if he's against Imperium, it's plus D3. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's just a nice thing to have for one CP. 
uh, because I've reduced the tankiness of the Dark Apostle. Yeah. Um, and then I've changed the uh, psychic powers of my Master of Possession. Before I'd taken Possession and Pact of Flesh, Pact of Flesh is the return of model. It's yeah. basically the apothecary. You know, you return a model and you heal D3. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a psychic power. Um, and I've still got that. And before I was running position, which is roll a dice if I get above your toughness, a model from that unit with a nine is dead. Uh, I've taken that out. It wasn't really coming into effect. And I don't know why I ran it. I just I wasn't thinking when I made my list. I hadn't tested the list enough for London. Mm-hmm. Instead, I should have been running Mutated Invigoration, which is just amazing if you think about it. Uh, it's, it's not visible. Just pick a, a friendly unit with an 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, add one to either their strength or toughness, or if they're demon kin or a demon engine, give plus to both. Mm-hmm. So, you slap that on a unit of possessed, the possessed becomes strength yeah. six, toughness six, <laughs> you know, minus one to wound. So, if anything, strength five or less is wounding me on sixes. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like that one bit. That sounds horrific. And it, it sounds like, you know, part of these changes are made you know like you say you've had more time to play with the list so you've, you've changed things like the psychic powers and you're obviously still thinking a lot about what's going on in the meta right now with necrons obviously still like the data slate really hasn't touched them much at all i know it's changed some things with the silent king and core and stuff like that would you say that's fair to say what sort of you're expecting to see is yeah. prompted these changes yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'll see how this these changes go. I haven't had a trans- chance to try them yet, mm-hmm. but our local GT is a, a good opportunity to try definitely, it, and I'll, I'll see how it goes. Sounds good. And uh, Alan, yourself, uh, you uh, much changes for your list going in? Well, lots of changes. Unfortunately, <laughs> I won't be there at the GT this weekend. Oh, of course. Um, but after the great showing at the LGT and mm-hmm. reclaiming back number one spot. For the meantime, unless anybody else tries to take number one spot, Death Guard <laughs> will be currently getting shelved. <gasps> Shock. Shock. Horror. I know. I know. Now, I've, already played, I've already played a few games and I'm already missing full kites. I'm already missing minus one damage. <laughs> however, however, there is some... So I'm going back to a first love that I, when I came back in 8th edition to the hobby, um, I was collecting Necrons. So mm-hmm. seeing as Necrons did not really get touched <laughs> in the recent balance data slate, I'm on the Necron bandwagon. <laughs> because I'm... I like scoring secondaries quite easily, thank you very much. <laughs> That's really where they needed to get is, is change those up a wee bit but is it sort of the, the standard obsec pre-game movement uh, dynasty you're looking at at the moment then? Yeah, yeah so, so you, yeah, it's got to be the relentless expansionist mm-hmm. uh, um, obsec, you know but I'm playing it in a sort of different way, I think most of the way that the games are played are you're taking about sort of three, three times nine scarabs with Chronomancer yeah. giving a five up Fiona pain I've been toying with playing and sort of just having a bit of fun for a bit, but it's still a very potent list. Mm-hmm. But taking the two Doom sites, oh, um, yeah. and then running, so running that with Silent King, Cacklin Command Barge, mm-hmm. um, three times three Scarabs, three times, uh, two times three of the 
Splatoon plays, but with a lot of people are running with the particle whips or something like that. Something like that, yeah. Particle carbine, something. It's the it's the ones that makes them the cheapest. But mm-hmm. I like running them with the Tesla carbines, um, just for the simple fact that uh, sixes double explode. It, yeah. And if you keep them close to the Silent King, then you're rerolling the hit roll, so you can fish for sixes, mm-hmm. which is very nice. The planes have a similar weapon, but strength 7, 1 damage, 10 shots, again, 60 double explode, hitting on twos, and then you've got a nice um, sort of hard-hitting weapon as well. And generally what what I tend to find is that, yes, you can shoot at planes, they are minus 1 to hit. You can take them down, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. if you don't, then one they heal up, you can spend one CP to make the one that's just been shot at, if it doesn't die, um, act on its full bracket. So you've then got something that's flying across the board because um, you know it's going to die. You just put it in an area where it'll get blown up and then you just auto-explode it and then it's yeah. doing D3 wounds. Just turns and, into a, a bomber by uh, by design then. Yes, yes. <laughs> and a major part of the list is two transcendent Catans. Oh, um, so you're having a catacomb... I can never say this properly. Catacomb <laughs> Command Barge, Silent yes. King and two Catans. But yes. just the plain Catans, not the named Catans. Just the plain Catans. What I tend to find is that they can be a bit of a nuisance. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't start the game with the same Catan powers, but you can, for one CP, change a yeah. Catan power in the game. So you can change them to what you need them for. So, say you're playing against Spamless, where you just need Sky of the Fallen Stars to yeah. hit three units, and then you can do it again. Then you've got another couple of things to use, and then you've got um, a CP where you can roll a random power. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing a game recently against Death Guard <laughs> <laughs> um, where I went up against the Terminus Death Lust and I took two Catans and I ended up giving in fact I, I was taking a Nightbringer a wee bit at this point but I prefer trying the other two just because they're cheaper Yeah. but I basically was using Time's Arrow and Time's oh, Arrow I hate and, Time's Arrow Israel so equal snipes a character and just like they're dead. Yeah. So your biologist push fire, bang, it's dead. Or your foul blight spawn, bang, it's dead. You know that way. And then if you're lucky enough to roll a two and get another times arrow, you can kill another unit. But they're good at killing termies, they're good at killing possessed, they're good at killing things because there's no peel no pains or anything. You just roll a three or above and you go, that's one dead, that's yeah, one dead. Delete. Yeah. And then by the time they're actually getting anywhere near where they need to get to, because you just saturate them with wee units. Um, you know, they've, they've killed down a lot, and then they go in and hit just as hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that's been quite interesting. It'd be nice to play an army that has movement. Um, <laughs> I kind of missed that. You know, that way. It'd be I've been, very uh, weird for you. You'll be like, I moves how far? I moves six inches? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Especially when I take the plus one move uh, imperative for the full game. Oh People are always wondering why I take that, but I'm like, I played Death Card that often. I just need extra, extra <laughs> whizzing around the board. Yeah, so it's it's good fun though. It's good fun. Uh, um, the list is designed to score seventy by the end of turn three. Well, that's this. This you can almost just take a Necron list, and you're sort of guaranteed a certain amount yeah. of your secondaries, aren't you? Which is which is disgusting. I think one turn as <laughs> a max the fifteen for. Um, Ah uh, yeah, the fifteen for code of combat, 
because all I did was I whittled down the hard units to just one and then the Silent King just goes in and picks up a couple and the other one picks up a couple and then you take a couple in combat and it's just pretty easy. Such a missed opportunity for the data slate, that's all I have to say there, you know. Uh, yes, yeah, I must agree, I must agree. And I've also got Nids and Drakari in the mix as yeah. well. Um, I quite fancy trying some of that out, maybe not rack spam, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely love if they gave uh, Talos some love and gave them code back. Oh, I, I was so hoping for that in the data slate, but no luck. Um, you know, I mean, they've got plenty of other options and stuff like that, but I do have six Talos just gathering dust at the bottom of my cabinet at the moment. Um, maybe yeah. they, maybe they'll be out for 10th edition. Oh, oh that could be, <laughs> be interesting. Right, chaps. Um anything else you want to shout out or chat or raise while we're here uh, so I just have uh, one thing to add um, mm-hmm. for just the listeners and stuff um, you will have some opportunity to see the um, Death Card Blistering Operation um, as I'll be collaborating with David Jack um, of Call to Arms Um David plays in a lot of like tournaments in the UKT scene, um, and he started up the YouTube channel. So he was asking, um, you know, for us to get involved with it. So um, after being so successful at the LGT, you know, mm-hmm. we'll be doing a sort of roundup, a sort of how the list plays, seeing what it's like. Um, because I have run a lot of Death Guard lists, and I'd well for me anyway, this feels the most optimum at the moment because yeah. um, I think a lot of people do take Plague Minions and stuff like that but I just feel if it was a mirror matchup this list just tears through Plague Minions yeah. and the other stuff that you try and do um, so yeah so that'll be interesting um, dates for that will be upcoming I think it's going to be sometime in December just due to um, both their time scales um, yeah so that's cool to arms is it is it YouTube is it going to be on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call to Arms on YouTube, yep. Call to Arms on YouTube in the near future. Anything yeah. else, chaps? Yeah, so I'll just put a little note about how our, we've been kind of absent from the, the podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, li- life gets in the way sometimes. Yes. I myself moved house, uh, tournaments got in the way, and just general... It's everything. Just been a busy time. It <laughs> yeah. Simple, like my my excuse, unfortunately, has just been work has been absolutely chaotic in the sort of run up to the sort of winter autumn time sort of thing. But uh, hopefully, this is the uh, restart of something a bit more frequent, at least. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, something a bit more regular than once every two three months. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure we can manage that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I think the uh, the winter months definitely uh, keep us in more than putting us out into the sunshine. So um, crazy that... idea going out and enjoying the fresh air. Ugh. Oh no 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 no. Oof, no thank you no thank well, you. I just definitely. Play, play much. Look forward to another one of these in the not too distant future then. But um, yeah, thank you guys for the lowdown on the London GT and your lists and what you learnt and the food vans and everything. You know, it's really interesting to hear that all. And uh, I think we'll just wrap it up there for today. Um, That's uh, probably just time for us to say goodbye. So Ryan, do you want to see us out? Goodbye, goodbye. 
Alan. See you. See you later, guys. And thank you very much, guys. Bye for now. Cheers.